Welcome to Ask a Broker, episode 15. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. This is a show where Dustin Woodhouse and I answer your mortgage brokering questions. Whether you have questions on how to build or grow your mortgage business, this is a show for you. Here's how it works. Go to askabroker.ca, record a question, and if we answer it on the show, we'll send you a swanky new ILMB t-shirt courtesy of Lendesk. Today on the show, Simon LaFave asks, I'm new to brokering and how do I get my phone to ring? How do I fill my deal pipeline? Dustin and I dive into this in this episode. But before we get started, I want to thank today's sponsor. Ask a Broker is sponsored by Lendesk. Lendesk is a mortgage technology company based out of Vancouver that has built an origination platform specifically for Canadian brokers. Lendesk removes the headache of assembling an application with your client. Think of it as the ultimate CRM and deal management tool. They're pre-launched, but I'm helping them refine the platform, and I can tell you it looks awesome. If you'd like to get early access to Lendesk with me, sign up at Lendesk.com to stay in the loop. As for the cost, let's just say it's going to be an easy decision. This is going to be a game changer. Hey, Dustin, how's it going today? Not too bad, Scott. How are you? Good. So how many clients have you found, set of curiosity, have found you on Google over the past three years? Over the past three years, probably six to ten. And uh, I've managed to stick to my policy of not working with random strangers who, who Google me except for one instance. And of course, that one instance uh, went a little bit sideways and it just about cost me my partner relationship with my number one realtor referral source. So lesson lesson learned policy back in full effect. How about yourself? I've had one client that I actually did their mortgage. And when they said they found me on Google, I'm like, how did you hear about me? I'm always expecting a referral. And, and she's like, oh, I Googled you. And I'm like, what convoluted search string could you possibly have typed in to find me? Because even in my market, I'm probably four pages back from the front of Google. And so it's not to say that you can't build a business around Google search, but certainly you also don't need to like you've done and I've done as well. So, but yeah, one literally in three years, all of my other clients are referral or past clients. Yeah. It's nice to work with people who already have a bit of a, an idea of what you're about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so today on the show, we have Simon, and let's have a listen to his question. He's asking about, he's just getting into brokering and wants to know how to, to get leads in the door. And I know that we both have some different ideas on this, so let's have a listen, and then we'll jump into it. Hi, my name is Simon Lefebvre, and I'm part of the DLC Estate Mortgages in Toronto. I've been in the industry for about five years now. Uh, previously worked as an in-house broker for a monoline lender here. Um, and I've recently become a, uh, a new broker on the for about a month and a half now, and I'm having a hard time generating leads and applications and that sort of thing. Um, what would you suggest uh, for me in my position to uh, really uh, kind of kickstart my business? Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay, so I'll let you tackle this first, and what's your advice for Simon? Well, Scott, I'll let you speak to the long game, which is what brokering is uh, largely, but I'll, I'll, I'll speak to the short game. So you, you, you got to feed yourself tonight. I think that the episode of uh, that, the podcast uh, episode you did with uh, JD Smythe is a perfect example of this. So my question to Simon is how many white panel vans have you walked up to and started a conversation with the owner of today? Because JD was walking up to, if I remember correctly, it was 20 per day, 20 strangers in, you know, the Home Depot parking lot per day. And, uh, and of course, if you listen to that episode, or I think it was chapter 88 in uh, volume two of, uh, of Be the Better Broker, where I told that same story, you know, very quickly, those, it's a numbers game. So if you're approaching 20 people a day, you're getting on average 
four meetings. Out of those four meetings, you're completing one transaction. Those numbers are probably pretty accurate in just about any business, right? At, at, any, at any given time, about 3% of the people you interact with actually need your services. But you don't know which three out of the 100 it is. So, you know, it's a, it's a matter of uh, really, really putting yourself out there if you want to have that immediate launch. That's yeah, very, very, very Chet Holmes of you. I, that The Ultimate Sales Machine, if you haven't read it, it's also a great book, even though it's not a mortgage book. But I agree with you. The J.D. Smythe interview, he's just like out of the 130 interviews I've done, that was pretty impressive how he so rapidly built his business by stepping out and just talking to people. Yeah, I mean, he'd get back to the office at noon with, you know, basically four scheduled meetings under his belt. And there, no doubt there would be other people sitting in that office with their feet up on the desk, you know, reading the sports section of the newspaper who rolled in around 1030, prepped a cup of coffee, checked a couple emails. They're looking at the newspaper and they're hoping their phone's going to ring. And he's already locked down four meetings before lunchtime. You know, which mindset are you going to adopt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a, if you haven't listened to it, go check out that episode with J.D., the other thing I would say, what I've had, I've had personally had good success with is get involved in things that you're passionate about. So some people like the Chamber of Commerce, some people like, I've never been into networking. I don't like just going to these big events and like, hey, you know, here's my card. I just I find those things just ugh, awful for me. But I've been involved in something that Toastmasters, I did that for a while. And I've got so much business from Toastmasters, but I never once went there go looking for business. I went there to be a better speaker, to, to help other people. So I was there passionate and I was trying to be helpful and people were like, Hey, when, when they see passion, they say, I want to, what do you do? And then they want to work with you. Um, another example, I have a friend who's a, who's a realtor and he's also a soccer coach and coaches kids soccer. And he is, when he coaches, he is full on. You can tell like he loves it and he's just, and the parents are like, what does this guy do? And they find out he's a realtor. And they're like, I want to work with him because he's, so, but if you don't like soccer or kids, don't, you know, don't coach soccer. But I think, Whatever it is, if you can find areas in your community that you can get into and you're passionate about it, people will want to. I've been in running clubs. I've got business from that. Like pretty much anything that I get into that I have a passion in, people will find it what you do. And as long as you're not like swarmy and, you know, that like that, that's just never going to work. So, but what about what any other, yeah, any other thoughts? Well, people are meeting the genuine you, right? I mean, uh, when I got into this business, I had a genuine interest in the business and I had a genuine interest in owning multiple investment properties. So I joined uh, to uh, the real estate action group, which I eight years later, I'm still a member of. And uh, the real real estate investment network rain, which I know they have chapters in Ontario as well. And uh, I was a member of that group for three years. And I joined because I wanted information about, you know, our industry. It seemed like one more spot where I might be able to gather data. But I was also very, you know, genuinely interested in owning investment properties. And so I wasn't out there glad handing every person in the room and handing out business cards. I probably handed out five business cards in the first, you know, six months of meetings. But struck up those conversations and uh and then you find other commonalities with those people and you know you build a little bit of a clique and then eventually it comes up that you're a mortgage broker and obviously you're a mortgage broker that knows more about investment properties than most others because you're there with them every month at those meetings 
So again, probably not the answer Simon's looking for because it isn't a short solution. I mean, for the first six to 12 months, I don't think I got a single file. What do you think you've got from that, from that sort of group since you've been involved in it? I tallied it up for one of the chapters. I can't, I think maybe it's in the second book or maybe it was in the first book. It's all starting to be a bit of a blur now, but I know their numbers are in there somewhere. And I think it was 64 files um, over the first six years. I, I wound up uh, with out of being there. And there were more than that. I mean, because there were referrals from the referrals uh, that, that flowed from that business. But but I was able pretty quickly just going back through my tracking sheet to trace 64 transactions back to just attending that one monthly meeting. That was just purely from the real estate action group, which is pretty incredible when you think about it. And like I say, I mean, the first year, nothing. Right. You got to play the, play the long game. This is not a go out and make a sale today. And I, I, the, the line I use a lot of the time is brokering is chess, not checkers. Mm -hmm. Now, what about, okay, I know you're into downhill mountain biking and riding on a dirt bike in the woods. So in that community, have you ever got any business from that community? Uh, you know, honestly, yeah, but I mean, not so much uh, from dirt biking. I mean, that's something that, you know, my guys I've been buddies with for 30 years and I, we go off in the woods and rip around and it's just our little core group. So it's not a very social uh, activity, really. But the downhill mountain biking, I mean, you're you're on the chairlift, you're in the line sometimes for half an hour standing there next to random people and conversations get struck up. But what it's always been is... I can think of three different clients I've worked with, but they were all people I had known previously. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, hey, I didn't know you rode. And we're in line and we get chatting and, you know, maybe the kids are both there and we get talking about each other's kids and everything else. Jump on the chair together and it comes up organically. And then next thing I know, yeah, I'm processing a, a file for them. So in every case, there was a previous connection. I totally agree. I can give you an example of the absolute worst networking that I've seen. I was sit, I was at this networking event. I don't know why I was there. And I was talking to someone about something about possibly selling. And this realtor walks up and interrupts her conversation. And she hands me a business card. I don't know. I don't know her at all. And she just like, here, if you, you know, if you're thinking of selling, here's my card. And I'm like, that was awkward. And I took her card and just chucked it. I'm like, I, there's no way you just, that is not how you build a relationship. It's just, so you need to be there, like you said, you're into your you're into your cycling or your whatever, you're into the learning about real estate and it's just gonna happen organically. Don't go there with you don't be desperate. A desperate guy never has a date for the prom. Well, but I don't know. You know what? Let's let's pause on that for a second. So you're one of the nineteen. What right? do you mean? What do you like, mean? I, I I bet that works for her one in twenty times. Oh well, maybe, yeah. But I, I but I was just like for me, I'm not gonna I don't like working that way. I guess you're right. If she did that enough, she would but you got to think at some point, like one of the things that I talked to Peter Matheny had said to me when I said, what, or my friend, he was pretty new and he said, what would you do if you were me? He said, I would do everything I could to get 250 clients. And then I would spend all my time marketing to those 250 clients and all my time and energy. And so I think that there's one, there's a point at first, you're right. You got to kind of try everything is a yes, try everything, go to everything. But then eventually as your business matures, you can be a little bit more selective and maybe we're coming from a place of like, Hey, we, we can be more selective. I've been doing 11 years. You've been doing it a long time. And so, you know, you don't have to uh, chase down the Google lead because you know, the phone's going to ring with someone else. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a difficult 
question answer disconnect, right? I mean, the question's being asked by somebody who's a, a decade behind you and I, and for you and I to rewind our brains that far, myself, eight and a half years, yourself, 11 years, it's a, it's a little more difficult. But the thing is, I don't know, it sounds like you're pretty similar to me in that I mean, I joined REAG, I joined RAIN, I joined the board of uh, uh, the Chamber uh, of Con Commerce. I went to every real estate related event there was. So all these things were longer term things, but I did them all. Like I was hardly home on a weeknight for months for the first you know, few years, really, that I was in this business because I was always at something and including any brokering events because, it, I mean, you know, there's lots of people in the industry who need a mortgage as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that that's, of course, the highest and best uh, pat on the back is when you wind up doing a mortgage for somebody in the industry that has access to hundreds of brokers. But attending every single one of those things, inevitably, you're going to just get lucky and fall into a situation where, oh, hey, uh, you know, I'm buying these three condos. They close next week. And, you know, my bank offered me this. And what can you do? And you're able to pull a rabbit out of a hat and make it work, especially because you got no other files you're working on. So you can give your all to that one client uh, file that you do get. But I think if you hear the word mortgage, you know, in the Starbucks coffee line behind you, pulling out your card and turning around and offering your card isn't a bad thing. It's how you do it, right? It's the phrasing. It's your body language. It's, you know, if you're just like sort of, hey, I'm a mortgage broker. Here's my card. Give me a call. And you bolt. That's not going to work. Mm -hmm. That's what but, the realtor did to me, by the way. I like exactly. I, yeah, I'm like, uh, but yeah, I agree. I, I think too, like one of the Derek Sivers has a great article on this. Or if you ever heard of him? But he's uh, this guy who built CD Baby, sold it for lots of money. But he talks about when you first start out, you say yes to all sorts of opportunities, and then as your time becomes more and more pressed, you start to learn how to say no. And I think so. At this point, my my advice for him would be to just say yes to anything that you can get out to get meet people, any kind of event, volunteer, whatever. And then over time, you can start to narrow that and focus it and not be so like, you know, narrowly focused because I'm sure your time, you're pretty pressed for time right now, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And and so, you know, for, for Simon right now, his mantra needs to be get the application, get the app. Like you want to get an app from every single person that you can, even if you can tell in the first few minutes of the conversation that you probably can't get these people approved you still want to get the app because you want the experience of going through the building of an application. And the only way anybody gets experience in this business is by actually doing the job. So get the app, get the app, get the app. Whereas now if you and I, Scott, we have these pre-filtering conversations. We aren't even logging into Phylogix. We don't want to start taking an application. We want to know, are you, you know, bankrupt in the last six months? Are you not working right now? Do you not have any down payment money saved up? You know, like we want to filter people out and not spend the time getting that app. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think that, and even if it's a file in particular that maybe you, it doesn't, you can't get it done. There's so much learning that can be done that it's still worth it to get the app when you first start out because you, you know, once you've looked at, like you've done a thousand, a couple thousand files or whatever, you, you don't, you know, you, but when you're first starting out, say yes to everything, try it out, go learn, track down every lender. And it's still, you're still going to be learning and building your confidence so that you can, you'll end up being a better broker. Oh, wait, that's a great way to end this episode. <laughs> Be the better broker, right? <laughs> a clever book title, eh? It is. I wish I would have come up with it. Thanks, Dustin. 
All right, take care.